All right, guys, welcome to episode 123 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week, we talk about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We talk about Archer, talk about Modern Warfare, uh, Atlanta, Rami, if I said that correctly, um, the Banshees of Inishirin. We talk about the Video Game Awards. Uh, we talk about the wild uh, Taylor Swift uh legislation moving event um and uh you know we talk a little bit at the end about the possible ending of a of a sweet prince um but first meet me in temecula start with some things we've been watching uh Mm -hmm. playing or whatever so i'll let you i'll let you start on this one yeah yeah. so um this week i saw uh two movies two shows i'll start with a movie and i'll do a quick hit a show real quick but i'll I'll start with the big movie of the week which is uh, black panther wakanda forever um this just came out um uh, last thursday and went to see it um did you get a chance to see it or are you gonna wait off on, until it's like on disney plus or do you think you'll see it in theaters later or um it'll probably be disney plus uh yeah. by the time i end up seeing it okay cool yeah, yeah. um so um it was uh, it was pretty great i i think it's hard to say that to say that it's as good as the first one because it's not and it, it, it's not necessarily like they didn't try or you know something's um missing i think it's just the way that it was put together just makes it very hard to deliver something that would be better. I think the hardest, I mean, you know, it's best picture nominee, $700 million, 1.3 billion worldwide. You know, it was a cultural phenomenon and the movie itself was as good, right. And warranted that success. And for this one, I think it doesn't make the Batman begins to dark Knight jump because I think, um, Chadwick's death sort of, there was never going to be a movie where they just move on, right? Even if they waited, you know, it's like one of those things where they're like, they rushed through the script, that's why it's shitty. Like, even if they would have waited five years to write the next one. I think there's no way where they don't acknowledge it. And I mean, it, it, it almost that, has to be too much of a centerpiece, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And so, like, they do acknowledge his passing. Um, and so, like, it's... It, it, there was never going to be... Like six months wouldn't have changed it and made this from what I think is a four or four and a half star movie to five star like Black Panther one is. It's just really really good for what it is. Um, the pros are the action's great, of course. You know, it's like at this point Marvel can do action in its sleep. Sometimes it you know falters a little bit with like the Black Panther finale and some things where they try to change too much or they rush it. But you know, all the action for, you know the action in all the movies has been great. No Way Home, The Eternals, Shang Chi, especially. Um, Multiverse of Madness had some really creative fights. Thor was fine, I guess, but you know none of them are bad, right? So right. the fights here are great. The actually, you know, the, the characters are all great. The the antagonist is fantastic. Uh, uh, Namor, the the it's the, he gets a perfect characterization and he fits the story great. Um, 
there really isn't much more I can say without getting into spoilers, but, you know, it, it's pretty great, right? It's, it's um, in terms of Phase 4 movies, it's probably, like, tied with, like, Shang-Chi. Well, no, I mean, well, No Way Home, I, I think, in terms of a movie, I think it's about as good as No Way Home. I just hold No Way Home closer to my heart because of Spider-Man and, you know, watching those yeah. movies. Rose-tinted nostalgia glasses. Exactly, exactly. But I think as a movie itself, I think that one's probably on par with this one and with Shang-Chi. <clears throat> Shang-Chi from the best of phase four. Um, it's long. There is one character that is not a MacGuffin, but they're, they're a plot point early on. And then later on, they're not so much to the point mm-hmm. where I, when I was driving home with Sydney, I was telling her, I was like, we could, we got to cut that character out. And honestly, and I was telling her how they could have done it. Um, and she was like, I guess that does make sense. It would have trimmed it. It would have trimmed the movie down a good, like 20, 30 minutes. And then it also made it a lot lighter. Um, mm. It would have repeated Tony Stark's arc from old Age of Ultron. So I don't know if they would have wanted to do that. Um, okay. But uh, but yeah, um, pros. I mean, it, you know, you watch this, and you know, two or three weeks after I watched Black Adam, and you go, dude, like, <laughs> that's why fucking DC is always going to be number two in the movies because mm-hmm. you watch that. And it's like, you know, it's like watching, how can I say? <clears throat> it's like the difference between watching, like, a Brett Ratner movie, the motherfucker that made Rush Hour, and then somebody like Nolan or Spielberg, right? It's like, right. yeah, it's serviceable. Yeah, I enjoyed Rush Hour too, but, but there's, you know, there's leaps and bounds between you two. And even right. when this movie falters, it's way beyond Black Adam, right? When, right. When, you know, I'm, I'm picking nits instead of being like the whole character sucked. The whole, <laughs> you know, the the, pur- the purpose of the story like didn't make sense, right? I'm not talking about those because the movie does click. It is a little bit longer and it's not as tight as the first one, but you know, it's nothing where I'm like, oh my god, like I literally was checking the score of the game, you know, during it or whatever. Right. Um, so the the only two things I've well, sorry, I want only one thing about this movie and not mm-hmm. about the movie, but about like you know. Bah- contextual stuff around the movie was mm-hmm. I did see someone was like man so we all just kind of looked past all that Letitia Wright stuff huh <laughs> yes and like, I guess is, everybody just moved on from it I I try not to I try to I, you know talk about it and discuss it after the movie right like as we're like right now like I'm discussing it right now yeah but it's hard not to think about that when you're watching the movie, right? Like <laughs> when because she, she she's it, it's more it's in, it's more of an it's she is the leadish. It's an ensemble, but if everybody else is doing twenty percent, she's like at twenty five percent. If that makes sense, right? Where it's like right. she's like the lead, but like not as much as like Chadwick was in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you watch her and she's going through this character arc, you're like, oh, cool, but like, yeah. They probably can't have anybody like when you see a one eighty, you know, one hundred eighty degree shot where it's like you know shoulder over shoulder. You're like, it's probably a dummy that you're having to talk to because you don't want to get the vaccine, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it's like mm-hmm. you start to think about that, right? So it's it makes it and it's somebody. Um, she she wore like Chad like a dress version of Chadwick's um suit from the premiere of Black Panther one on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Somebody quote tweeted and was like, you know, this would be a lot more special if she hadn't shown her ass the last you know year and a half. Yeah, and the, I feel the same way during the movie where I'm like, dude, like the things happen in this movie, and they they should hit like a ton of bricks, and they do ish because you remember that she's not actually not a really great person. Um, right. yeah, 
Um, but the, uh, yeah, the, the second oh, thing I was gonna bring up oh, yeah, that yeah. wasn't really about this movie, but you were saying like Marvel can do action in its sleep, and the weirdest thing is that like, man. So I we have, and I'm gonna use an aggressive term, and the aggressive term of it's probably more for me. But we've kind of shit on Marvel action compared to like really like good thought out action because we talk about how. Marvel cuts a thousand times, and like it, it seems like they don't always put in all the extended legwork to make some of these mm-hmm. like really impeccable scenes. But mm-hmm. so, so like I was kind of down on Marvel action, right? You know what I mean? In terms of like when I view it compared to other stuff, I'm like, you know, maybe this isn't really as good as I think. Mm-hmm. And then, right? And then I have a son that's you know three and a half, three, three and three quarters years old. Um, and he's super, he's into superheroes like a motherfucker right now. And we're like, you know, he's been watching like the, like this animated, like Iron Man and Hulk show. And then like all these Mm -hmm. like Marvel shows on Disney plus. And as we're scrolling through, he sees, he's like, I want to watch grown up Captain America and Iron Man. And I don't know if you know what that is, but that's civil war, right? Yeah. Because the, the picture is them looking at each other. Oh, you're looking at each and other. We, right, right. And we get to that scene, right? The the scene in Civil War where all the superheroes are fighting. Mm-hmm. And my son is losing his fucking mind. He's so excited. Like, he sees Ant-Man. He's like, oh, it's Ant-Man. And then fucking Iron. And then Falcon. And then Captain America. And it's like... You know, maybe it's and then not... like they're, they're fighting each other, like like you know, he's swinging on his legs, and it's like very. Right. It's not just like one v one. It's right. It's like a nice yeah. Right, like and like also, it's all specific to the hero. Like it's not like they're just throwing mm-hmm. punches. Like Spider, right. like Cap throws the shield, and Spider Man catches it with the web and throws it somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like it's all right, right. very particular to each superhero, and so like it's man the maybe the choreography is not great you know what i mean like maybe that's where the mm. feeling is but damn they know how to keep like and granted my again my son's only three but like i also remember being just as hype in that scene you know what i mean like yeah yeah they, they really no, know I, how to like totally fucking agree. pull you in at least i think the best thing that they do in the in this action scenes might not be the action itself like the cutting and stuff it might be the the character beats in it like the scene right. You know, in in that you saw it in that sequence where um, Bucky tries to punch Spider Man, and he grabs his, you know, and he stops the punch, and Bucky's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, <laughs> "Right, do you have a metal arm, right?" Like that stuff, right? Or when he's, I think he throws him something, and then he's like hiding behind the pillar, and then he like throws back the, the something. He's like, "Hey, buddy, I think you dropped this," and he like throws back like some sort of piece of debris and like almost hits Bucky. It's like that, like those little things are what like I think that's what keeps people coming back, right? Is these right. little bits so, like, of character in the action scenes. So he watched that, right? And then it mm-hmm. immediately like put us down a rabbit hole where we're like, we want to show him like all the cool like fight scenes between, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah. We showed him, um, I'm trying to think of which one I want to say first. We, so the, the big one that he was super thrilled with was Thor Ragnarok when Thor and Hulk are fighting in the arena because oh, Hulk is yeah. his favorite. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's, like, a really cool fight. And he's, like, super excited to see both of them. And then we have, um, it's it was a little less good, but, like, the fight on the bridge, or 
in Thor Ragnarok near the end, like Hulk is fighting the wolf, Thor mm-hmm. is fighting Hela. You know what I mean? Like, like there's yeah. enough little fighting going on that he's super excited about that. And then we were like, um, we did Infinity War when uh, Thor comes back out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like that whole scene is yeah. incredible. Um, so yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like, it, like we said, it's it's all like. Like you said, maybe the actual action isn't that great. Oh, but like Infinity War, right? The character beats. Infinity War, Bucky and Rocket Raccoon are spinning, shooting all these things. And oh, Rocket yeah. Raccoon's like, he's holding him how up. much for the, he's like, how much for the gun? And he's like, it's not for sale. He's like, what about the arm? And he, he just fucking walks off. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Bucky gives him a shitty arm. look about, <laughs> exactly. It's fucking great. Like it's yeah. just a little character. And he's like, he's and they're like, all doing like. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is my I friend Groot. Like, I am Groot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like that, and, yeah. and it's just like oh, good, they yeah. nail all that stuff like extremely mm-hmm. well. So, yeah. Yeah, um, and then I think that's what keeps people sort of coming back, right? People um I think you know, Scott Mendelson and Forbes he's like people come back to these movies not because they want new stories, it's because they want to hang out with the characters. And when the characters right. start to fail, if they ever start to fail, that's when people will leave, right? Like people want to see right. um the, oh, I forget the main Dora Milaje lady. Oh my gosh, um, I forget the the main general lady. Like they like her, they like Shuri, they like the queen, even Lupita Nyong'o's Nikita, right? They like those people, right? And so then now right. they got Namor, and people I've seen positive reaction for him, and it's like, well, they just keep you know they just keep nailing it, right? Like nobody's right. and that's, other that's than... also why the I feel like Phase Four was so shaky at the start is because most of the characters that we loved were not going to be continuing. So, like, people are like, Mm -hmm. regardless of what the movie is, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, boy, I hope they nail these guys. Because, you know what I mean? Like, if if Shang-Chi came out a dud, and then the Eternals was kind of a dud, and Black Widow didn't matter because she's not in it anymore. So it was like... If they if they had Doctor Strange was pretty good the the, uh, the Spider Man one was great but if any of yeah. those had come out as duds this whole thing looks a little more shaky because you're not as excited for the people um, right, and the right. characters that are in it exactly and kind of like what you're saying where people like look back at Marvel movie actions and I know they don't need our def- you know they don't need us defending them because of the fucking the biggest movie franchise in history ever mm-hmm. but you know you look at something that people go like it's washed you know they they fell off or they're not as good and it's like dude do you less than a year ago we had Spider Man No Way Home. Like, 95, 94% of Rotten Tomatoes. It's literally the third highest-grossing movie of all time. Only the third movie to make $800 million. Like, it broke all of the records. It broke AMC and Regal, right? Like, and it was a crowd-pleaser. I just feel like people forget about that for some reason. Right. Um, but anyway, I, I will say one tiny caveat for Wakanda Forever that I, I, it's not really a spoiler because I think all of the other movies do it. But it was the first time where I noticed it being a little jarring. So let me see if this makes sense. So you know you mentioned at the end in Ragnarok, right? You have mm-hmm. Thor fighting the people on the bridge, you have or you know Hela and people on the bridge, and then you have um, Hulk down with the wolf, and you have Loki and Valkyrie like on the bridge as well. All that action, it, it feels like it's the same, right? It's comic mm-hmm. booky. It's like the end of Endgame, right? It's a lot of like pew pew, a lot of punching, but the punch is like you punch a motherfucker and he flies back, right? Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean Hulk and- literally. Hey, <laughs> what is it? Uh, pile drives the wolf like he puts it up oh, over yes. his shoulder and falls back with it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like very like it's it's, it's a comic book cartoony thing, right? Yeah. And so Hella's all throwing daggers, movies, Thor's kicking them out of the sky, like you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so all of these movies now, pretty much since like Phase Two, since they've had more, 
you know, early on it was just one character for each movie, right? But ever since they started doing like three or four characters per movie, even little ones, the finale is always cross-cutting between multiple scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Multiple people, and maybe in the same location-ish, but it's like always cross-cut, right? Maybe one one group is doing something. Jeremy Renner's got the, the Infinity Gauntlet, and Steve is doing something else, right? But all the yeah. action and the butcher, feels... the butcher's jumping out of the thing with the two M16s, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So it, it's like all it's all people are all doing the same thing. In this one, though, same thing. You know, mm-hmm. there's a big group fighting and fighting another force, and then sort of away from that, sort of on purpose, is the main villain and the main hero. Okay. And they're fighting each other. And it was the first time that it felt jarring because the fight on the on uh, the big group fight, typical MCU stuff. But the fight away from them, the main hero and villain, was fucking brutal. It was like the apartment building fight in No Way Home. It was oh, like shit. the fight in the first Spider-Man. You know, the um, the the one where the goblin and Peter Parker are in that uh, building that's falling down. Yeah. And he's like punching him and he throws that bomb and it blows up in his face. And they're all sweaty and dirty and shit. Like yeah. brutal. Um, what's his name? Batman fighting Bane in the sewers. Like just like you go like, dude, this is PG-13, but like a couple of things here and there. And it would have been like... You know, like a little bit right. much. And because it is so brutal, it keeps cutting back and forth between the two because that's that's how they do it in Marvel. And I was mm-hmm. telling Sydney after the movie, I was like, it's a little it's a little nitpick. But it was like jarring. <laughs> because you'd have somebody go punch punch and it'd be whoa and then it would cut to the other scene and it'd be like a claw shing, like in somebody's back or something. And you're like, holy right. shit. Oh, cool. <laughs> Holy fuck. Ah, fuck. Yeah, it's like going from regular Marvel shit to like Watchmen, like breaking the exactly. elbow out backwards. You're like, hey, and, you. And so when you watch it, dude, keep an eye on that because I was telling Sydney, I was like, and, and, and there's a scene, there's a point where I was telling Sydney, I was like, I wish they would have just focused on the main big fight until like a certain point and then cut to the other one and just stay there, dude. Because if they stay there for like, instead of being like three or five minutes, you know, over the course of 10 or 15, because they're cutting back and forth, if they were just stuck on that five minutes straight, it, I would have been, my palms would have been sweaty because it is so well done and it is mm-hmm. so brutal for PG-13, of course, that when like it ends, you're like, oh, I was like, oh my God, oh, 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 right? And like right. the other one is more, ooh, wow, cool, right? There's there's tension, but it's like, ooh, wow, they, wow, I can't believe they blasted the thing that way, or I can't believe they jumped in through the thing in this way. Mm-hmm. Cut to the hero and the villain, and shit's going down. I don't want to, I don't want to go into detail, but that was the first time where it was jarring like that for me, right? Yeah. It's like if you see fucking Thor punching Hela, and it's a cartoony, and then you go to Hulk, and he's skinning the wolf alive, right? And it's a like, <laughs> you're like, oh my god, oh cool, nice, holy Bro, shit! Hulk is doing the the um fucking God of the War fucking, kill on the thing the, yeah. where he like rips its jaw down. <laughs> oh yeah, like fucking King Kong, right? Like rips it and then bites his tongue with his mouth and rips it off like King Kong, right? And so. That that I say, I, I wish I wish I could put a pin in this somehow so that when you watch it, I can remember. But I think I think I've gone on long enough that I think you we we will remember when you yeah. do watch it because I definitely want want to talk about that, and especially with somebody who would notice something like that, like you would. Yeah, because Sydney was like, "Oh, I didn't really notice." I'm like, "But it was just jarring. It was the first time where like my mind was like, "Whoa, okay, that's very different from the scene that we were just watching." Whereas I remember before it just kind of you know just kind of flowed like normal. Yeah, so I'm trying to think, like, the first time I remember feeling like that about a Marvel movie, and not necessarily the, um, the, 
the jump jumping back and forth being jarring but like feeling jarred about like the level of brutality in it and this one wasn't even that brutal ultimately but it was still enough where i was like i guess the way it was shot i was like oh shit was the uh the end of civil war um oh or, yes mm-hmm. with bucky yes. iron man and captain america yes, that little dude, section. That, yes, yes. and the way mm-hmm. captain america brings down the shield and you're like I remember being done and being like, yeah, exactly. That exact. I was like, like he's going to do it, he right? Just, and he like puts he his hands up and he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he rips off his Yeah, he puts his hands up, he so, slams the shield down, and you don't know what happened until it like pans out and you see that like mm-hmm. he didn't just kill him. Like, yeah, right. I remember so, having that moment and be like, oh, this is a Marvel, this is, this is not regular like Marvel shit. Right? This is some, yeah. He like, they actually want to kill each other, right? So right. imagine, well, at least Tony wants to kill Bucky, right? And like blows his arm off, right? And then like, you know, yeah. you know he like fucks him up. Um, imagine that scene just being cross-cut with the airport scene. It's like, it's exactly what <laughs> right. That's exactly what, what this is like, right? Where one is like, woo, yeah. flips. Oh, cool. They're pulling their punches. You know, they're just trying to, it's like a sparring thing. They're just showing off. Where you're like, Motherfuckers want to kill each other, right? It's like that. <laughs> right. Um and I think you'll you'll ding it as soon as you watch it. Um, but uh, but yeah yeah I'll wrap up yeah Black Panther Wakanda Forever pretty good like I said four out of five four and a half out of five. Um, I really enjoyed it. I mean I don't see this making all of the money that the last one made. I don't see this making or getting all the Oscar nominations that the last one did. But it's still pretty good Marvel. Okay, sounds good. Um, I will very quickly just talk about uh, the two things that I have got. Um, mm-hmm. Archer, um, still watching it. I'm now at Dreamland, which is like the cop detective, like um, the 1940s, like LA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty good. Um, I'm a little less into this season, so I could see where I feel like I had heard people saying that it, it, it like didn't get as good, and we've talked about how you think that the only reason we didn't get tired of the original formula is because we get these breaks. Long, yeah. like you know, long term vision, but like I can see why this would cause people to drop off. Like it's it's still yeah. good. The comedy is still the same, but like it, it just is not quite there. You know what I mean? Like the dynamics I mean, aren't right. quite the same, and things are weird. And they're really, really playing into the nineteen forties um, L.A. thing so yeah. much that it's like a little overwhelming. But right. still, still yeah, good, just not as good. Characters. Right, like it's the same right. archetype of the characters you love, but it's not the real Cyril, right? Like you know what I'm saying? Like right, they're not play acting, right? Um, I remember that this season. I know you said it's a little bit different. Um, the last the, the season finale, or maybe the penultimate, the last two episodes, being actually like genuinely, um, like melancholic or like sad like genuinely heartbreaking like genuinely being like wow like that's actually there's like some you catch it i caught myself being like wow that that's actually pretty like emotional for an archer so i think oh, definitely yeah. stick with it because the last the, especially the finale like you finish it by next week i'd love to or you know next time we record i'd love to hear what you thought about it because i rem- I, I don't remember the specifics but i remember very vividly being like wow that was actually um that's actually kind of deep I remember, like, the end of the season before this, which is what leads into Dreamland, which is, I guess, spoiler alert for, like, season six. Like, Archer gets shot in the pool, and then, like, the joke is that everybody thinks he's the one that walks out and talks, 
And then it ends up being the robot that's out there talking. So Archer is the one that was shot in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and now he's in a coma, and that's why we're doing the Dreamland thing. But like, I remember yeah. being very surprised at that ending and being like, holy shit, they actually did it? Like, because yeah. you know there's a robot involved. So you see him in the pool. At the, it's see, episode one, he's in the pool, right? And then, it, like, mm-hmm. you know, flashback. And so then, you know, you see him grab the robot. You're like, ah, there it is. And it doesn't tell you that until it's too late. Like, it, like, because then, he, you know, he comes out wearing the same thing, talking like Archer was, blah, blah, blah. And they're all right, like, right. oh, okay. Well, and, then he, and then he does the fucking robot breakdown. And they're like, wait a minute. So if that's the robot and it's our ex. So, like, I remember that same, obviously, maybe not emotional, but I was like, I can't believe they made that move. <laughs> right. And then didn't immediately retcon it somehow, right? Like, the next season starts, my man's in a coma. I was like, holy shit, this is wild that you've decided to do this. <laughs> um, so, that's... It's uh, even like a, like a pretty, like, a cold, what is it called, cliffhanger. Like, whoa, okay. Oh. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Anyways, it's it's good. It's just not quite the same. Um, all the the every time they bring in like an old gag but make it work kills me. So they they um they knock out Cyril in the morgue office and he's like he starts laughing. He's like, all right, we'll put him in one of the morgue things. And she's like, oh, or like Pam's like, we that's mean. Blah blah blah. And he's like, yeah, but we're gonna strip him naked first just to make it funny. And then they put him in the they put him in like the little cabinet or storage whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And like it, the door closes and like, man, I wish we hadn't done that. And she's like, I know it was huge. Like cause the, the running joke <laughs> is that Cyril has like a giant dick. and like they're yeah. they're both like after they put him in there, even though it was a joke, they're both like sad. Like, they're like we should have done that. That was too much. <laughs> um, so that's uh. That's pretty good, but um, Archer still still pretty solid. Um, and then the only thing I was going to mention is that uh, Modern Warfare Two, which I've been playing, um, officially released the new battle the new battle royale Warzone Two, um, because the last Modern Warfare released they dropped Warzone, which is the battle royale. You know, circle gets smaller. You're fighting to be the last group alive. Um, and they even though Cold War and Vanguard came out, you know, as the uh, as the years progressed, it was still the same war zone. Um, like it, they, they would bring in elements of each, like guns from each would show up and the areas would change and things like that. But, um, ultimately it was still the same engine, still everything, mostly the same. Uh, so now with the new modern warfare, they've released a new war zone that has had some changes. Um, and I was going to say, I've played a couple matches of it. It's, uh, they they definitely changed it up, which is nice. They've they've changed some things and uh, and added some twists to it. Um, and uh, right now it's not running super great, but that's kind of to be expected with anything that's free to play and releases and is going to be insanely popular. Um, like if Fortnite so, two came out, and you know what I mean, like it, it's probably not going to run great when it first drops. So for this one, like, do you need to buy? Like, do you need to have? Um bought modern warfare 2 or can you, is it like no, you can just like, i don't believe so download it okay i think you can just download, it. I think you can download like warzone and they were just curious yeah. and i was like i don't know yeah there's, like, do there's, the negatives are that like when you play modern warfare 2 you unlock guns and attachments and blah 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 and you will have to do that same thing in warzone you'll have to level up your guns to unlock new attachments and stuff which 
I mean, ultimately, it's not like a huge disadvantage at the moment, but like people that have Modern Warfare 2, it's easier to level up the things you want, whereas Warzone, you're just hoping to find the gun you want, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. But either either way, the game's still free to play, um, at least that part of it. Um, but like I said, right now, the, the servers, you can tell things get a little choppy in certain spots, so, um, but I mean, considering the massive popularity of that, for it to even... It didn't shut down at all, right? Like, some games, when they get released, like, all right, like, servers are down for a day or two while we get this fixed up. So, it didn't do that. Yeah. So, ultimately, I'd call it probably a pretty successful release. Um, yeah. And, you know, maybe a week cough, and a half, cough, two Overwatch 2, cough, cough. Uh, oh, is, oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone trying to get in and couldn't. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a 40,000-person wait list. It's like, okay. Um, Speaking of 40,000 playlists, we'll yeah, mention yeah. that later. The 40,000-person <laughs> wait list. Yeah. Um... Fuck, what was I going to say about Modern Warfare 2? Um, but no, yeah, yeah, just that, that that was my question, because my friend was like, is it? I was like, I, I don't know, dude. I don't know if you have to play it, or you have to do a battle pass, or you have to have it, but then you don't have to buy the thing, or you can just download the thing, and then bypass the thing. Like, Because I, I never played the first yeah. Warzone, so I was so you sure. can you can down... I'm pretty sure... Alright, the only thing I'm not sure about is how you go about downloading it. It's labeled as free-to-play in-game, so I have to believe it's free-to-play. But, like... Maybe, maybe it's probably you probably just look up Modern Warfare 2. Before, there was a separate program that you would download called Warzone, and you could just access it from your Modern Warfare, whichever game you were playing. This one, it looks like it's in the same program, but like you know, PS5, like it'll be like, do you want to download the single player or the multiplayer or blah blah blah? It's probably just something like that, you know what I mean? You could probably click Modern Warfare 2, and then it'll be like, do you want to download single player, multiplayer, Warzone? And you'd probably just choose Warzone, be my guess. Um. Mm. But, uh, God. Oh, there is a battle pass, um, you know, like every game has now. Um, but I was, oh, I was so happy ever. COD decided not to go the ultra fucking scummy route. Oh, I loved it so much. Like, they, they, what they do every, what they did every time when I played it last, and Mm -hmm. what most battle passes did, and it seems like the last two or three times I've heard of a battle pass coming out recently, it didn't do that anymore, was... If you if you bought the battle pass and then played enough to unlock every single thing in the battle pass, you would have enough coins plus a little extra to buy the next one. So the reward for being committed to playing this game was that if you only ever buy one battle pass, you can get all of them, right? Like you can, if you mm-hmm. complete this one, when battle pass two comes out, you'll have enough for it. And so like... Over, I remember Overwatch didn't do that, and people were furious. The mm-hmm. multiverses game I played um, didn't do that; people were upset. And there was one other one that didn't do it, and I was like, Call of Duty, Activision, of all people, like these motherfuckers have no shame, so <laughs> they're definitely not gonna do it if people are up, like, you know what I mean? If people are getting away with it right now, but they didn't. They 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 kept it the same, and I was super happy. So I I spent. Only five bucks, but imagine how many more people are willing to spend the first five dollars, you know what I mean, to get it. And then, of course, some of these people aren't going to play enough, maybe me included, and you fucking don't earn enough. And then the next one comes out, and you're like, I'll spend five dollars this time, and maybe I'll just keep up with it better and not have to, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it, the, yeah. the business model is there, right? You give people an like the promise that they'll never have to pay again, and then if they fuck up, at least it's not so expensive, and they might buy it over and over again. Um, as right, opposed to right. just being like, buy this thing for $30 and eat shit. <laughs> um, so, 
Either either way, I, I was very pleased that it they they didn't go scummy on me. Um, so, nice. Yeah, very good. Especially when All it's right. like they could have very easily have gone scummy on you because it's like that's just kind of like the the mo of video game companies. It's like oh for sure. Uh, it's it's like that's just like their thing. Like you don't I don't expect yeah. them to be honorable or good or be like wow I can't believe you know. Uh, Ubisoft or EA did that. Wow, I can't believe you know Bethesda. They actually came through and you know they they took one for the little guy. Fuck no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, that's uh, that's all I've been doing recently. So, did you have anything else you uh, wanted to touch on? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, hit. Uh, yeah, these two movies and then I'll, or these two shows and I'll do the movies. So I finished Atlanta, the final season. Fantastic. It was really great. The force, all four seasons are fantastic. Um, I want to highlight one episode. Uh, I think it's the penultimate episode, maybe the eighth episode of the season, where they do a fake documentary about the, um, a black, fictional black head of Disney during the 90s, during the Renaissance era. And he okay. wanted to make um, the blackest movie ever, and he, which, which he says was a goofy movie because it's like a single dad in his son <laughs> or something. And it, the, you don't need to watch any of Atlanta it can, you can, because there's none of the characters. It's a fake documentary, and it is literally one of the funniest 30-minute things I've ever seen. And kind of sad <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, that's Atlanta, all on Hulu. Fucking fantastic. 2016 through 2022, just like really, really fucking like deep comedy. It's a, it's actually finished now, right? Like permanently yeah. done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the final episode. Yeah, so each season I think has 10 episodes. Each of them a half hour, no more than 30 minutes. Maybe one creaks over to like 35. But dude, yeah, super mm-hmm. easy to get through. And then I also watched yeah. another Hulu show um, called Rami season. It's a season three of Rami. Fantastic. Another great comedy. Um, a lot more, uh, re- I guess, uh, sh- sh- shocking, I guess, than Atlanta or like more. The comedy is that kind of stuff that makes you holy fuck. And that's kind of fucked up. But it's so funny. And once again, the best episodes are the one centered around his family instead of the titular um, Rami. Um, and then I'll wrap up what I've been watching with a movie called The Banshees of Inishirin. Um, Have you okay. heard of this movie or have you heard of the director, Martin McDonough? He did uh, In Bruges. Have you heard of that one? No. Nope. Um, I mean, I, sorry. Couple... I've heard of In Bruges. I have no idea what it's about or anything about it. Like positive, mm-hmm. negative, nothing. I just have heard that name. Yeah, yeah, so he did that one back in 2008, and then he did a movie called Seven Psychopaths, I think three or four years after that, and then the last movie he did was Three Billboards, outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, yeah. Uh, a mother. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. So we that one was a big Oscar. On the podcast, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a big Oscar movie when it came out, and um, it was pretty successful. And so he has a new one um, back in Ireland, because he's an Irish playwright, called The Banshees of Ian Sheeran. And it's about uh, it's very small stakes, very small stories. Colin Farrell and uh, Brendan Gleeson, father of Donald Gleeson, we talked about. I think last week we talked about him because um, he was in The Patient. And he, uh, Colin Farrell plays this guy who meets up. He goes to meet up with his buddy um, Brendan Gleeson, and then his friend is like, "I, I don't, I don't want to be friends with you anymore." And that's it. And the movie is just basically why and. Colin Farrell's reaction to that and like what that means. Right. And it's, it's fucking well, so fucking funny and so fucking dark. Um, because literally you will get a scene and you'll get like a couple of lines that are the funniest thing I've seen all year in a movie mm-hmm. followed up immediately by the darkest, most heartbreaking thing you've ever seen. 
or like if somebody says something really like just just go fuck man oh my god like sydney yeah. can go on like oh like in the theater like oh and then we laugh because the lines are so good and then you go oh and, <laughs> and and the dialogue is so it's razor sharp but not in like that annoying like sorkin way like pitter patter where everybody talks the same like an asshole right. it's like it, it's like razor sharp but it's like it, it's exact. It's very matter of factly. It's it's people. It's Irish people from the nineteen from the nineteen twenties. So it's just like it's wordplay in this very simple, sophisticated way that I think I definitely want to rewatch just to get that the sounds again because because they're really good. Um, it was so good. It's one of my favorite of the year. I gave it a four and a half out of five. I it'll be nominated for best actor easily. It's Colin Farrell's best performance since In Bruges. I think Brendan Gleeson will also get nominated. Um, Barry Keoghan, the guy, he, he was in Mission at the Spoil something. He's been in a bunch of stuff. You've you've seen his face before. He's a, he's been he's quickly becoming a. It's that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the Eternals, and then he was in another comic book movie this year. But he's saying which one is kind of a spoiler for that movie, so I'm not gonna say it. But anyway, so he's great as like an idiot, as like a simpleton, but he's so good. Um, and then there's a, a, a female actor who is the sister of Colin Farrell's uh, a character who is really great too. But yeah, if you are looking for like a great drama, you know how a couple weeks ago I was like, go watch Tar, but like maybe don't if you don't have a chance. I think this is one where like if you have a chance to go to the movies and you don't go out much, this is 100% worth it. Even if you were like, like this one or Black Panther. I would say probably Black Panther just to be in the conversation. But if you don't care about being in the conversation, I would say watch this one because it is so funny and it is it, it, but there's also it, there's meat on that bone it's not just a comedy yeah there's like stuff to, to ponder afterward but yeah that's uh the banshees of Nina sheeran um it's about an hour 45 and then black panther's about two hours and 45 and that also affects which one you would pick okay all right sounds good um we were all right just because uh you have it listed we don't have anything under it so we i don't know if we're going to talk about it or not but it made me think mm-hmm. of it um, I saw a Reddit post this, uh, this week and it was talking about the, uh, the video game awards. Um, and those are, uh, coming up, I believe. And they were talking about game of the year, um, nominees. And for mm-hmm. the past 10 years, Xbox has not had a single exclusive nominated for game of the year. For the past hmm. not even years. nominated? No, not even hmm. nominated. For reference, PlayStation has had an exclusive nominated every year except for 2014 and has had two nominated for Game of the Year in 2018, 2020, and 2022. Um, huh. Nintendo has had one nominated, an exclusive, every year except for 16 and 18, and they had two nominated in 2017. So that means... Uh, the crazy thing is that... like. For the last, like, five years, I think is what I read, Xbox has just been grabbing every studio it can buy. It's like, we'll buy Acti- like we'll buy Activision for Call of Duty, we'll buy Bethesda for all their games, we'll buy this, we'll buy that, and they're just, like, conglomerating all these things because... Yeah. And it was done in an effort to try and shore up the fact that they don't have good exclusives, and mm. it has still produced nothing. Like, Bethesda still hasn't put out a game because they... Whatever the fuck their release schedule is. Their shit's like, we release a game once every 15 years. Um, and then, or we re-release the same game 
five times every two years. Uh, like, yeah. in, in the case of Skyrim. But, like, they haven't done anything. Halo came out strong and then kind of quickly flopped, um, like, after that. Like, I think there was a lot of hype around it being out, and then it immediately kind of, like, died off. Um, yeah, kind of rapidly because I don't remember... think they fucking do anything anymore. Like, yeah, my brother was very excited for Halo. He was like, "Oh, it came out," and I saw a bunch of reviews being like, "Wow, they actually nailed it," and then it just dropped like a lead balloon. Right, and I, I, I just remember being like, "Holy shit!" Like, so, for, and that's for the past ten years, which means like the entire PS4 life cycle, and then so far into PS5, basically, like, so the whole Xbox. One in the Xbox Series X, like not a single exclusive has been nominated for Game of the Year, and it, the reason it came up, or like not, I mean, I saw the Reddit post, but like what made me think about it again was that like I um, ended up with some gift cards, and I was like, what could I put those towards? And I was like, I don't know, like maybe I would want to get a, like an Xbox for the exclusives, and the, mm-hmm. then I was like, you know, there's Forza. But, like, Gran Turismo 7 came out, so I'm good there. And then I was like, I can't think of anything. And then I remembered this list, and I was like, they haven't had a single fucking one nominated for 10 years. That's wild. Like, I feel like, I feel like if you're Sony, you just gotta be like, look, I'm shitting on y'all. Because, <laughs> like, also, if I like... name these games, they're all incredible, right? So, from Sony, 2013, The Last of Us. 2014, nothing. 2015 Bloodborne, which I don't know if you have any experience with, but I do, and it's fucking amazing. Um, Uncharted 4 in 2016. 2017 looks like Horizon Zero Dawn. 2018 was a fucking banger between Marvel Spider-Man and God of War. 2019 with Death Stranding, which maybe I feel like shouldn't be there, so maybe that should be a year they didn't have any. Um... But then 2020 was The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima. That's a fucking solid year. Um, yeah. Ratchet and Clank last year. I don't really know about that one. Um, and that was then fucking this... fantastic. That was pretty great. Okay, and then this year I believe it's Ragnarok and uh, Forbidden West. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, those great... are all banger solid titles. <laughs> it is crazy because, like, if you think about it, like, if they, if they were to have started this 2000 four or five right you could easily go the opposite way i mean i'm sure playstation would still have some like uncharted ones but you could easily go like 2004 halo 2 2006 uh gears of war 2007 halo 3 and then i can't remember any other ones in like, the late 2000s because that's kind of when i fell off of video games for a little bit yeah. but you know it's just crazy because it's like it's not like they were always been this ahead right it's been much more competitive because in 2007 you had uncharted 2 or maybe it was 2009 i think it was 2007 or 9 uncharted 2 right there with halo 3 right yeah um, i think i think PlayStation has always been competitive um because the i mean like i didn't have a ps3 i think the problem with the playstation was that it it was priced too high it came out late so i think xbox just gobbled up enough market share um but um the ps3 i mean it did have i'm trying to think it had metal gear solid 4 for sure it had um uncharted uncharted 2 or 3 one of those two yeah uncharted 3 maybe maybe 2 and 3 because i know 4 was the Mm. first one on ps4 so you had those you had uh infamous which was like Mm. a a pretty Mm -hmm. big deal um Mm -hmm. so i mean i think they've always been competitive they just 
they didn't hold the market as well. So, it, or at least in terms of game quality. But I think I think right around that, you know, when the Xbox 360 was ending, I think Xbox didn't really have any exclusives to name other than the ones they had been writing for 10, 15 years. And I think those just kind of ran their course. You know what I mean? Just like a TV show that runs for too long. You know what I mean? Like, I think they, I think they kind of ran those uh, into the ground and then didn't have a backup plan ready. Right. Because, I mean, like, uh, PlayStation had Uncharted, which was a massive banger, right? Mm. And then right as that's ending, they're like, oh, The Last of Us. <laughs> Fuck, like, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. And by the same studio. Right, gonna, Spider-Man. We're going to have plenty of Spider-Man. We brought God and of War back. God of War re- incredibly. Yeah, and, like, put effort into it. And they got the Horizon series, which I'm sure will go on. Um, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima is going to turn into a, a thing. Like it's yeah. wild that they don't um, miss. <laughs> right. What else do I play? Ratchet and Clank. They'll get more sequels out of that. I mean, that one mm-hmm. was fantastic. The new one. Um, the Last of Us might eventually get a part three way down the road. I don't. I don't see them making it any. Like, I don't see them making it within the next. Yeah, they're going to be too busy years. remaking The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah in the show, in the show as well, probably. Yeah. Like I'm sure that'll take some focus away from Neil Druckmann if they really want to do that. Um, yeah. But in the, yeah, so I, I think we are at the like, like if you think about it, like in terms of like, we are like after the Avengers, in between the Avengers and Age of Ultron, while H, you know, Xbox is just trying to get their Iron Man and their Thor's going, you know, yeah. Yeah, and I maybe they a... will catch up, but yeah, but they right might now, turn into DC. It could happen. Yeah, and exactly. Because <laughs> hey, they they're learn spending the wrong, money. The wrong they're yeah. spending money like Warner Brothers. Like release the Zack Snyder. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, release yeah, the Infinite really, Halo. They might, <laughs> might instead of you know letting these studios come up with maybe like good ideas like the Spider Man one or you know Ghost of Tsushima being like we'll give you some breathing space come up with something good we'll release it wow it, you know they, they'll try to fucking speed through it and be like just the biggest fucking game you can think of based on the biggest IP you can get like who gives a shit so hopefully they don't learn the wrong lessons from, right from PlayStation um, we're gonna make a Halo better, and right? Forza crossover <laughs> like, exactly yeah, Master yeah. Chief <laughs> racing warhogs in a warhogs. racing sim it's like, <laughs> there's only two kinds of cars here what the fuck <laughs> Um, and because it's always better, right? It's always better when we have multiple things putting out stuff. As good as MCU stuff is, it's always nice to get a Shazam. It's always nice to get an Aquaman because they're not they're all, they're off they're they're a little bit off kilter, right? It's right. always nice to get um what's another DC movie that I've actually enjoyed? Suicide. Uh, so it's the Suicide Squad, right? Yes, Marvel, you, you, MCU would never do anything as fucking. Splatterfesty as the Suicide Squad, the mm-hmm. most, literally like I've said before, the most fucking violent movie I've ever seen. Like not just not gory, but just like violence. It, right, like they, we'll get stuff like that hopefully from Xbox, just from the competition, from hopefully Microsoft being like, well, you know, we're not those guys. Let's just do our own thing and just fucking try to do the thing that we can. Maybe with a bunch of money, but like, who knows, right? Right. So yeah, um... S- somebody was saying. I saw a tweet that they were like, since the PS5 dropped in November of 2020, I think they've had, I forget the number, but it's a very small number of like PS5 exclusives. Mm-hmm. 
I think maybe it was Ragnarok or maybe not. It was like, it was like the number I was like, holy shit, that's right. And maybe kind of go like, oh, wow. Like I, I feel like I've played a thousand games on my PS5. And then I thought about it and I was like, but they've all sort of like, old. they're all like, like I'm just burning through the backlog that I've missed for the last 10 years. Right. Like it's been other than the last of us, well, the last of us two, I played on my PS4. I'm trying to think I played control, but that was an old one. I played Horizon. That was an old one. I'm trying to think of what else I've played. That so, yeah, Forbidden West, um, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's that might be it. Ratchet and Clank, right? Um, yeah, that, that, that's that's one that I know is specifically that they like either launched with or was one of the early ones. Yeah, yeah, it launched with that, and then Ghost. Yeah, actually, Ghost was a PS4 game that they up. Graded and added shit for um, yeah. Forbidden West. I think came out on both, but it was a it came out after the PS5 already came out, so it's might as well right. be a PS5 game. Um, right, and so it's like, and I, also and I guess just Ragnarok? wonder how much of that is like, yeah, Ragnarok. I also don't know how much of that is a supply issue. Um, you know, like this, I this console has been out for a while, but it hasn't. Right, like, like yeah, like, it's it only been released, out two years now. Yeah, it released like two. Yeah, I think two years ago. Yeah, two but, years ago this month. Yeah, it was November twenty twenty. But like, people up until I think pretty recently were still having a hard time getting them. So it's like, yeah. even though it had been out like a year and a half, like there were plenty of people who wanted one and could afford one and still could not get it. Like, Dude, so I, I wonder how much myself... of that is them being like. Oh, and also COVID, right? That's going to push your development times back on everything. And so, like, I wonder how much of that was like, they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, we'll just push some shit down the road because if we put it out now, not enough people are going to be out to fucking really get a good return on investment on release or blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to, to, if you could be a fly on the wall in those back room conversations, you know what I mean? To figure out if it just is, like, maybe they just... Maybe it's not any of that, right? Like maybe they're just slow on exclusives and that's it. But yeah, I mean, you know, these things are all fucking huge, right? Like every, like we were talking last week where you look at something like Odyssey. I never, I didn't play the new Assassin's Creed because I didn't, I didn't just, it just seemed like too big. What is it, Valhalla? You can only imagine the kind of shit that everybody expects it to have. I mean, you and I have talked about it here before. I've talked about it here before, like where I am playing a new RPG and there's just so fucking much customization right you have to get you have the ankle bracelet of destiny which you have to pair with a thing and you have to change the colors and you gotta get this and you gotta get that and you gotta do you have like five different trees of, of um skills and then your horse has fucking trees of skills right and then right. and there's just so much shit right that... do you want to know what the budget was for assassin's creed um Valhalla, the newest one yeah, I was. I thought I found something, but now I'm not sure. I saw another thing that maybe it didn't. Uh... Maybe like one, one twenty, maybe one hundred twenty, maybe a hundred million. The lower end of what I saw was two hundred million. So yeah, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I mean, that's like. I mean, that's like. That's how much Titanic cost to me, right? And they built the whole fucking boat, you know. <laughs> right. So. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because I'm not that well versed in budgets in terms of um, what video games. Like a like, lot I, I think, versus a little. Yeah, like movies. Um, 
Yeah, because they don't know. It's like they don't know because it's like uh, thirty million. Assassin's Creed Odyssey reportedly had a budget of around five hundred million. Is what I'm reading for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So, yeah, bro, this is expensive, bro. I mean, remember when I was telling you about how I was watching Ghost of Tsushima finish it up. And then I was like, dude, and at this point, after, you know, looking for the horses, I've played it like maybe like close to 90 hours, maybe 85. I played Assassin's Odyssey about 130. But dude, there is so much shit in Odyssey. So much <laughs> fucking shit. Like the idea of like, like if they give me a new, a new, they were like, congrats, new game plus, I would uh, kill myself. I would just jump out <laughs> of because it's like, I, I don't, the idea of starting over. And maybe I have my weapons, but doing everything again, I, 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 I no, right. Just no. and just for reference, uh, Ghost of Tsushima's budget was sixty mil. God of War uh, three, which I don't know why when I put in this twenty eighteen, it gave me three's budget, but three's budget was forty four mil. Um, so I mean, like maybe maybe Odyssey, they just went, <laughs> they just went fucking bananas, bro. They just went like put everything in there. Somebody came in and is like, "Hey man, I spent two hours, two, you know, two years in Greece. I know everything about it. We have to put everything in it." Hold on, Metal Gear and it's a fantastic game because that's the one. Okay, over eighty million. That's the one where my man was mocapping horses, bro. Uh, over eighty million. They were like, "We got to stop him." <laughs> that's the thing. I feel like we don't really have a good idea of like how much the budgets for something. Like, dude, can you imagine? Well, I think we talked about it when it leaked. Like the budget for like GTA Six. I have yeah, like a billion, right? Bananas. Oh, like seven fifty million, right? And it's like one of those things. Is like when you hear that, you go, "Wow, that's a lot of money." But then you go, "They make that shit back in a day. In a yeah. day, they make a billion dollars." You know, same thing with like the Avatar sequels. Like people, you know, they go, the, "The you know four Avatar sequels combined, they're gonna cost a billion dollars." You go, "Wow, that's a lot of money." But then when you go, "That's two fifty each one. Each one's gonna make maybe close to a billion. That's you know four hundred percent sound investment as long as it works exactly out. yeah I mean especially when when you go wow Avatar two is gonna cost two fifty and then you watch something like Black Widow which costs I think like they said like two twenty five after reshoots and shit and it it, it it looks very different I'm just gonna be nice and say it looks very different <laughs> it looks very much more polished oh, oh I, I I one thing I mentioned from Black Panther two. You know, Namor is in it. There's an underwater city. Um, I remember watching it, and like I'm, some people, I saw some tweets that sort of shared my my sentiment about it. We're watching the sequences where they go underwater and they go and see the city. And I remember thinking, be like, wow, this is so pretty. It's gonna look fucking amazing in Avatar two. I cannot wait, man. <laughs> like I'm watching Black Panther. I'm like, this looks good, but dude, it's gonna blow the fucking roof off this fucking place, dude. Especially because they play the trailer right before. And you watch that. I saw watch someone was like, "It's not fair that they played that trailer before." <laughs> it's not, dude. And 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 watching in and, and watching name you know the Black Panther two, and then the trailer, you go, "Okay, I see why Aquaman two literally they they were supposed to come out a week after Avatar two. They literally just moved the whole shit to next December because they're like, <laughs> it's. It, I mean, they must have known, of course, that you know they're like, hey, they both take place in underwater cities, so they're like, we don't want to do any of that. Right. Um, but yeah, it's not fair, dude. Like that trailer is. Oof. I I usually don't watch trailers, and I told Sydney I was like, I just watched it because I know they don't give away the story, and also the movie's gonna be three fucking hours long. So mm-hmm. like, 
what is three minutes? You know, it's like a minuscule little tiny bit. And even if I forget scenes, I'm like, there's going to be so much shit. Yeah. Like, uh, James Cameron came out and they were like, he was like, you know, if the people don't like number two and it doesn't make back the money, we have the ability to close off the trilogy or close off the story as a trilogy instead of five. And if, you know, that's the way it goes, that's the way it goes. But he said, he's like, right now, all I have right now and all I can promise you is that we have three hours of some pretty insane shit. And I was, I read that and I was like, oh, dude, yes, man. Like, I'm so fucking right. Um, because it's like, he's like, you know, I, I don't give a shit about universes and shit. I'm just here to give you fucking three hours of mind boggling, just shit you've never seen before. Right. Yeah. Uh, man. All right, you, you, I might be getting pulled into the fucking Avatar, uh, the Avatar world. <laughs> I might have said, to watch the first one. Yeah, he said. Now we're de- he said he said quote. Now we're delivering three hours of a pretty much insane experience. Oh man! All right, son of a bitch. I'm it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. It's pretty solid, and you can watch that one. And then the two trailers, and you're like, dude, I'm, I'm, you're ready. You're ready to be Pandora pilled. <laughs> Pandora pilled. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, going back to video games, yeah, like the budgets for stuff, it, it just feels like so. You know, and some things, you know, you could, especially for guys like uh, Kojima or the guys at GTA, who, you know, they could be, like, hey, we're starting GTA Six. Let's just start from the ground up. Let's let's develop it a little bit. See what's up. They could spend a hundred million dollars and be like, nah, I don't like it. Let's start over. And so it's like, does that count toward? The budget for that one, you know, it's like they, they 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 are more, especially big guys. They have more of a stretchy space to be like, let's let's see where this takes us. More than somebody like, um, you know, Kevin Feige, right? Like, right. Uh, oh, you know who I would wish would make video games again? Ken Levine. He did Bioshock Infinite, and then he just kind of <laughs> went away. Yeah, I think I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I. I'm, I don't really know, I guess I'm not that in tune with a lot of the individual, like, directors that make video games. Um, the, the only one I've got right now is, like, I'm, I'm so excited for Final Fantasy 16. Um, they dropped mm-hmm. a newer trailer that, I actually, I will send you to watch, bro, it, I don't know if it'd be your type of game. But I feel like even looking at that trailer, you'd be like, this shit's kind of hype. Um, yeah, and I mean, if it looks good, yeah, I mean, I'm always down to give a, a video game up. The thing try. is, is that uh, mm-hmm. it is, the director for it is a guy named, man, I can, I think his name is Naoki Yoshida, I think. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. But uh, it, the Final Fantasy XIV community, the MMO game, that's like mm-hmm. finally over, like I think like last year overtook like World of Warcraft as like the most popular one. Um, he is the guy that's Yoshi P is what they call him. And he's been running 14 ever since. Uh, I think like I've talked about here on how 14 came out and it was so fucking awful that they had an in-game event of like the biggest dragon in the world blowing up everything. And then they brought it back with like that dragon blowing up everything as like the start of the new universe. So, mm-hmm. for a game that started off so awful that they literally were just like, fuck it, and just blew it up, 
And then they hired Yoshi P. He took over and turned it into literally the most, like, played and popular MMO over World of Warcraft, which was, like, a whole fucking event in time. Like, this, he's the one they got to make Final Fantasy 16. So I'm like, this dude can do it, right? Like, like 15 was kind of <laughs> bad. 13's, like, 13, 13, 2, and then the final 13, like, that whole trilogy of Final Fantasy 13 games were people were very iffy about and, like, don't view very well. And then Final Fantasy 12 before that was back on PS2, maybe. So, I mean, it's been a long time since we've gotten a real, like, main entry one. And the guy they got to do it was the guy who, like, pulled a fucking game from the ashes and turned it into just a giant moneymaker. I'm like, he can do it. He can bring me back. <laughs> like, like, we can have a good one. I swear to God, we can. I'm, I'm the same. Like, I don't really know. Like, And the thing is that it's very hard to, you know, anytime you see, like, the credits roll in a video game, you're like, you know developed by this person or like you know it, 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 usually the guys that you can tell are like neil Druckmann, you know last of us ken levine you know, did bioshock um there was one motherfucker oh uh cliff brzezinski he did you know gears i of was War. just about it's to like, say cliffy b for gears of war <laughs> exactly it's like these dudes who like have a very specific vision and they, they are like the, the head of state of the brand but for the most part you don't really see them because it's usually much more collaborative than that or at least yeah you know, as, as much as they do. But um, I met Cliff, Cliff Bozinski one time. Um, really? He, yeah, he, so, you know, he had, he, I think it was when he was still at Epic. He Right, because their was... headquarters is in Raleigh, right? Or mm-hmm. Cary, maybe? Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, in Cary, yeah. And so he, um, he owns the beer garden here. Like, a, it's like, a, they have a bunch of fucking beers on tap. It's like the world record for most beer on tap. Most, I just go in there. Okay. I'm like, can I have a Corona? And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have like a, they have like, wow, so many like, beers. They have, <laughs> they have beer from every single state and country. Look, oh, they have, uh, what is it, Four Saints, everything. I'm like, yeah, can I just get a Bud Light? I just got to go hang out. <laughs> um, but anyway, and so they had some sort of event, and I'm waiting in line. And then I see this dude. I'm like, I know that motherfucker. Like, I've seen his face before. And I'm like, he's like walking out, and he's, he's, he's talking to somebody. And I was like, hey, are you Cliff Blazinski? And he's like, yeah, what's up? Hey, I was like, oh, hey, man, I just want to say you know, thank you for Gears of War. Can I get a quick picture? And he's like, yeah, of course, yeah. And uh, yeah, he was, he was really nice, but I didn't want to take up too much of his time. I'm going to be like, hey, so like, how'd you come up with a chainsaw gun? But I was just like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I literally told him, I was like, thank you for Gears of War. My brother and I used to play it all the time in high school. Bro, the only, oh, man. All right. So you said, how did I come up with the chainsaw gun? Right. And it immediately mm. got my, my brain turned because like, the chainsaw gun is totally one of those things that is just like a fever dream of like what teenagers could come up with as being cool, right? <laughs> They're like, what if you had a gun with a chainsaw on it? You know what I mean? Like that level. Yeah. And it immediately made me think of another guy, Ed Boone, um, who's the Mortal Kombat oh, guy. Mortal Kombat. Which yeah. is just the old, Mortal Kombat is the old, like, well, one of the ultimate, like, Bro, what if you had a ninja who could just turn people to ice? <laughs> and then the other guy I can think of is uh God, what is this dude's name? Hold on. Tekken seven director. It's the director for Tekken Seven. And you can tell he uh Katsuhiro Harada. Um, bro, same thing. Like, he's just a fucking psycho. Bro, like, just for just for clarification, um, Tekken 7, uh, do, do you know any of the guest characters for Tekken 7? Mm, no. All right, well, my man put Negan in a fighting game. Negan from Walking Dead is in that game. Oh, as, I was, as I was a, you said Negan, I was like, 
Is the Walking Dead? <laughs> yes, like, bro. He's in there I with see... his fucking bat, bro. <laughs> no, yeah, the bat with the thing. I still see him, dude, in posters and stuff. I'm like, I thought he killed... I thought he was dead. I was like, I thought, why is, isn't he the villain? And he's like, this this season, he teams up with Lori. I'm like, he killed her husband. What the fuck <laughs> is going on in this show? Uh, yeah. But, man, uh, fucking, oh, uh, the guy from Final Fantasy 15 is in is in Tekken. Like, he, 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 they're just like, yo, what if we could get this guy over here? You know? <laughs> like, um, so, yeah, I mean, those, those are other two names that I can think of that are big specifically for their thing. Um, whereas, you know, other games are, like you said, much more collaborative, like fucking Bungie made destiny. And then you figure out that like three quarters of the people that were in Bungie for halo are now at three forty three, And that's why like, you know, destiny is not even the same team that did halo now. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's all over the fucking place, but you rarely find the one specific guy. Right, like something as big as Halo, right? You think you'd be like, who, who is it created by? Like, who's the director, right? Like, some in the way that you know, George Lucas has Star Wars, or right, um, Gene Roddenberry has Star Trek, or I'm trying to think of another big brand, or even Kevin Feige is at Marvel, right? He, or Stan Lee, right, creating Marvel, right? But Halo, something as iconic as the Halo, there isn't somebody who is like the guy, right? Especially you know, yeah. something that big. Same thing with something like Uncharted, right? There's no like the guy, and mm. Bro, you want to come up with the fucking most generic name for the guy who directed Halo? Fucking Jason mm-hmm. Jones, bro. Like, <laughs> you have the most generic name of anybody I've ever met in my life. Right. I think it's, I mean, it is pretty cool that it ends up being, you know, more than movies. And I mean, there's good and bad, but more than movies or, or TV or anything else, it seems like it's the much, the most collaborative environment. Yeah. Um, I think that's good because then, you know, it's, it's just what's the product. But I think it's always, it's also nice to, it would be nice to get a triple A game from somebody with a singular vision, somebody who's batshit, right? Like Kojima. Uh, what is it? Um, what's his name? Kojima. Uh, Kojima. Sorry, I was Kojima. That's not right. Yeah, Kojima, <laughs> right? Like somebody who's, like you said, mocapping horse balls, right? Like somebody who's <laughs> doing something like that, right? Like I would hate to see something like Mad Max Fury Road made by committee when it's very obviously a singular version, a version, or a vision from you know um, George Miller and his and his collaborators right um i'm reading the book of them the making of the movie and it's basically him and like another dude throughout the years just coming up with ideas and just putting it on sticky notes for 20 years and they just came back and they'd be like well yeah, and then we one day we just came up with a do for you know the guy with the guitar and we thought wouldn't it be cool if he had a bunch of speakers and this the people just didn't get it and when they were making it he would instead of shooting a whole scene and being like all right you give your line you give your line kind of like movies are made he would literally be like all right tom hardy now close the door all right and, I, and he knew exactly what he needed he'd be like all right now zoe kravitz grab the gun and he would shoot it and they were so confused because he was basically doing a thousand of probably like a million piece jigsaw puzzle but he knew every single piece and where it went but nobody else knew and so <laughs> It was just very confusing. So that's what I'm saying. Like it'd be, it'd be. I wouldn't. God, I wouldn't can you imagine if that movie had more dialogue? How fucked up that'd be. <laughs> exactly. And he talks about that. He's like, they kept wanting more dialogue, more dialogue, more explanation. We need more, right? And so I think it's good and bad because it's collaborative. It's awesome that Halo is just this thing that exists because it's like made by 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 people. It's it's, it's it exists because there wasn't a guy telling everybody else what to do. But then also, it'd be nice to see like, you know. A, a game kind of like The Last of Us 2, which I'm sure is a collaborative thing, but Neil Druckmann is 
the guy in that one, just like he was the guy in The Last of Us one. So I think yeah, it's getting it's, it's obviously just a different culture because the thing that popped into my head was um, God of War 2018 was directed by Corey Barlog. Um, and for Ragnarok, he was just like, yeah, man, I just stepped down. Like he, he was like, yeah, like another guy that was here for God of War uh, 2018 will just be the director for that. And he was like, basically, I don't know, like, you know, I, I, I can't know other than what he says, but he's basically just like, being a director of a game is like a wildly fucking stressful and just like unbelievable fucking, not nightmare, but like, you know what I mean? Like it is just so much. He's like, I don't want to do two of these in a row. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. he's still and there sure. and he had no problem just being like, it's cool. Somebody else can do this one. Like I'm still doing my job. We're all cool. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. weird that somebody could direct something so successful and not just like, iron fist grip like i'm gonna be here forever you know what i mean like, mm-hmm. um like i want my name attached to this forever uh so and obviously it's a different know, culture yeah and i think it's kind of like um when you go back to something like animation you know and in movies when movies are animated you know there's usually like three or four directors at least at least there used to be like on shrek and stuff i think recently it's become much more singular like somebody like brad bird or Pete Doctor, where it, it becomes more like a regular movie. But for the longest time, there were teams, right? Like, mm-hmm. Shrek has three directors, right? Because because in a regular movie, you just take your camera and you go, I'd like, you know, this to look this way, this camera to look that way. And then maybe you work with, like, visual effects people, and they'll help you out. But for, like, animation, it's like you have to do, like, you're basically doing all the cooking at the same time. You know, one motherfucker does shading. One motherfucker does the lighting. You know, somebody right. does the, the staging. And it, it, it's a lot. And same, I'm sure with video games. One dude does the feedback. One dude does the lighting. One dude does, like, the cutscenes and stuff. So yeah. it's, one it's much harder to One dude's making sure that when you turn left, your right arm doesn't just clip through your fucking head. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot more moving parts. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts in the movie. Absolutely. Like, something like Mad Max Fury Road is, like, thousands of people. But at least it's one dude being, like, I want it this way, and everybody follows. Whereas, right. you know, video games, like, if he goes, I, I want the arm to do a flippy flip, he's like, dude, that's going to take, like, a team of 200 <laughs> people and then, like, a whole lighting thing to figure out, right? Right. So that I think that's also another reason why it's not so singular in its, like, this is my creation from an artist kind of right. thing. Yeah. Yeah, sorry to sidetrack us on video games a bunch. For no, no, it's fine. No, no, I mean, this is, it's a good conversation to have because I always find it really interesting like, you know, in movies and stuff where people, they push back on the idea of the auteur, like this guy who has a singular version, because what ends up happening is a guy, he can be a bully, he can be like Stanley Kubrick and emotionally torment actors and stuff because they're willing to give it up for the, the vision, right? To be okay right. with, with being an asshole on set to people or being a jerk or, or, or you know, having things that could be problematic to other people because it, everybody must respect the vision, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like a given pool, right? It's like you should want greatness, but don't be an asshole about it. But, you know, like Tarantino, I'm sure hasn't, I'm sure he's better now, but maybe in, in his previous sets, maybe he wasn't the best because he wanted things his way. Right. Right. So, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And so I, I always think, find those discussions fascinating because I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's the, it's the thing that gets discussed in whiplash, right? Like, you know, like, he has his art that he fucking suffers over and he wants to like just crush everything. And he's like, I want to last. And it's like, well, is it worth it? Because then you end up burning every single thing you've ever had. But, right. um, but yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, the, the, the video game awards, I guess is how we got there. <laughs> uh, um, so 
There's that. Uh, there were some. Uh, I, I figured we could just wrap it up with the last little bit that okay. I um, mentioned earlier when I mentioned a long line of forty thousand people. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So last week we discussed Taylor Swift tickets and how they were going to go on sale, and you know the big anticipation. And oh, sorry, before you a... even get into this, isn't mm-hmm. you sent me that she was adding more stadiums, bro? She added even more stadiums since we last discussed it. She added, That's I think, eight so more, even funny. more from the ones we discussed last week. <laughs> Such nonsense. and the tickets went on sale, and it was a fucking shit show. So they, so everybody who was like, a, there was like a bunch of levels of pre-sales. And so the fans who like signed up on web, through a fan website or through certain ways, they got a special code that let them get on, like, I think like 10 a.m. local time. I think the week, you know, they were going to go on sale on Friday for the general mm-hmm. public. And then Tuesday at a certain time was like the Capital One credit card one, because they all do like some sort of credit card thing. And then Monday was the big one. I think maybe I might have my days mixed up. But anyway, there were days in between each one. Week one or day one was a catastrophe. I saw people, uh, the friends who like are super fans, talking about how they waited in the queue line for like four to five hours. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they just had their, their browser up for 45 hours just in the queue and they got tickets. I was like, Jesus fuck. And so then I told Sydney, I was like, well, you know, well, before that, I was like, you know what? Everybody's going. There's like literally, like we talked about, like there's like millions of open seats. Like let's just, let's just give it a chance. And mm-hmm. I had read that she was going to try and, and be more, um, how can I say? Be better at pricing her things. Some tickets were right. like fifty bucks, and we're gonna, you know, upper level was gonna be between fifty and a hundred, and then you know, trickles down five hundred, five hundred most for the floor, which is a lot, but it's like I've seen people charge like a thousand or more. Right. And so I was like, I told Sydney, I was like, hey, let's let's just make it. Let's just try for the fifty bucks. We don't have to go for the big ones. Let's try for the fifty bucks each, and then we'll make a weekend of it, whichever city we can find. Them in. Let's try Denver because we have friends out there. And so day one, shit show. They postponed the Capital One one to another day because of how fucked it is. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, day we have the Capital One. I'm there. I, I try and I log on and I'm like, let me see if I can pick the seats. It's all grayed out. There are seats available. I could have bought seats, but they were like 250, 175. And as soon as you click to buy them, they were gone. I tried one time to take it to the cart, see what happened. It was gone. If you went to like, you know how you can zoom into a stadium and see the seats, the individual seats in a certain yeah. color, and then you click them, and then it changes color like in a movie theater? Yeah. No, it was all great. You couldn't do that. It was just like whatever happens, happens, and if you're there, you're there. <laughs> Fucking shit show. And so then I told Sydney, I was like, well, I guess we, we're not going. Or I was like, I told her, I was like, oh, no. I told her, I was like, well, then on Friday, I'll just try for the general public because I know that they – didn't give out too many codes because usually what they do is they they set some aside for general fans, probably like thirty percent, forty percent for like the super fans, and then the rest just go to like Joe Schmo. Right. I was like, let's just do that on Friday. They canceled that today because they're out of tickets because they sold out through the super fan thing, and so now there are no tickets left. So they straight up so like if unless you are a super fan, you are not getting tickets to this tour. If you're <laughs> Joe Schmo who want to just buy tickets for your daughter. Not not happening. They straight Big up canceled. Fuck. Ticketmaster canceled it. <laughs> and I told That's him, I was so like, fucking wild. I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm like, um, okay. And politicians were talking about it. Fucking AOC was talking about how Ticketmaster, which is a monopoly, which they are. Um, Senator Mark Kelly from Arizona, he was like, we're gonna have to look into this to break up this monopoly or see what's up because this is kind of fucked up. And I'm like, 
Damn, you know how we were talking about how like Taylor Swift pushing legislation, bro. <laughs> the Swift. Somebody said the Swifty uh, something uh, Act of twenty twenty two. You know how we were talking last week about how the Ticketmaster dude. You know, you could hear his pants his pants getting tighter because of this number of sites. Right. It's like the complete like monkey's paw, right? Where he was like, <laughs> "I want the biggest tour ever," and he's like, "Okay, motherfucker," and then the finger curls on the monkey's paw. Um, <laughs> He said, "How crazy that, is that that they all sold out like that?" And like, I can't imagine having more seats on a tour. Like, this bitch is gonna have to open more dates for arenas. He's, he's gonna have to go on tour for two years. She's gonna have to. He's... She's gonna have to talk to the fucking NBC and be like, "Hey, I've got a show in Denver on Sunday. Can you flex that game from the, <laughs> the Sunday night football to four twenty-five, please? Because I need to. I need an arena." <laughs> <laughs> flex oh, why, why? flex that out game? of Sunday no, Night Football, please, thank you. It's fucking nuts, dude, yeah. Apparently, he said that they had 2 million tickets, which I think is kind of the math that we did last week, I think, right? 2 or, two or right. 3 million, right? And he said he had 2 million tickets, but he had 14 million people try to buy tickets, which I think is a little high. But even if it's half that, even if it's half that, and because the other, maybe let's say half of those are bots, even half that, 7 million. 7 million right. people. Trying to buy two million tickets. Yeah, I, I should have arenas on the record. Yeah, Bro, what? All right. So at this it's point, a... first of all, again, Taylor Swift is not like man. I'm trying to come up with the way to fucking word. What did we say last time? Like she's she's good, but she's not like. I mean, I guess she is, but like in my head, I'm like she's not like zeitgeist like. When a, when a new Taylor Swift album comes out, it's not all people are talking about for two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, she has fans and she's big, but it's not like blowing up the radio every which way big, I feel like. But, like, how fucking big would her to- tour have to be for everybody that wanted a ticket to get a ticket? Like, is it even possible? Like, how many, how, how many more records can my records break? <laughs> more records. But I sold out all of them. <laughs> um, I sold out every. She, I sold out an arena on a fucking Tuesday afternoon, bro. <laughs> she'd have to go and it, it, it wouldn't even have to be like a site thing anymore. It would have to be like a, a year thing. Like she couldn't just be like, I'm adding more this week. She'd have to be like, I'm coming back next year and we're doing this. All <laughs> this tour just got a whole second tour. Got <laughs> it on. Yeah. And the thing is, like these pe- the people who are buying tickets are buying tickets like people buy. Who are the people that people follow? Like Fish or Kenny Chesney? I don't know the the people. I don't know the 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 ones where people follow motherfuckers around. Is it Fish or is it Rush? It's it's one of those like old people drug right. bands, right? Where where people go, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I heard them in in this city and they sounded this way. But then if you listen to them in the Grateful Dead, it might be one of the I don't know one yeah. of those bands. People are doing that with this. I have a friend who's going to the new york one and then she's going to the nashville one and then i saw somebody else bought tickets for the atlanta one and they also bought tickets for the philly one like they're going to both of them you were like bitch i couldn't even get one ticket you got two (laughs) (laughs) i I just wanted one fucking nosebleed i wanted two nosebleed tickets that's all i wanted i didn't even want four seats or nice seats but the reason that I, you know, I said, I think I said last week, we're like, I'm not really, Cindy and I weren't really trying for them because we're saving up for Beyonce. And I, I don't think she's quite as big as Taylor Swift. Like, I, I think Twitter probably thinks that she's like on the same level, but mm-hmm. the normies 
there's levels and Taylor Swift is like, I want to say maybe like not a full head above her, but maybe like a half a head above her. Um, so I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that everything will go well and I can get tickets for that. But right, I mean, so now, now it, my, now my, like my wet dream is that Drake gets this in his head that he can do it. <laughs> oh, and Drake oh starts scheduling all these arenas, and then they don't sell out. And people are like, and then he like he has to cancel them, like the baby. Yeah, he, no, nah, the they they, is, fucking, like, they hit him with the Paul Pierce. So like, they don't love you like that. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you was teased. You thought you was T Swift. Um, I I I don't. I think I think he could do it because the weekend did it, and I don't. I think he sold them out. Maybe he didn't, but like he only had one side each one. And I'm like, if the weekend can do yeah. it. But then again, it's like one of those things. Yeah, like, but they're not doing it like I hers, think... is what I'm saying. Like, no, no, right, right. I need Drake oh, to be like, like multiple like, three oh, arenas. You need Drake to be like, I'm going to be a, a lo-fi for three nights in a row. And it's like, all right, Drake. <laughs> you know, there's like whoa, a whoa, the reaction. Got too much dip on your chip. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a reaction picture on Twitter, and I don't know how to explain it. It's like an older black man on a couch, and he's like, he's like sort of leaning back, and he's going like. Mm, and I, it's hard, so hard to explain. I can't. I don't know who it is, but it's like I think it's on a podcast or something. And he's like, he's like leaning back or something. It's like, all right, Drake. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, that's what I need to happen. I needed to happen so bad. Oh, man, but yeah, no. That's just I. None of that makes any fucking sense to me. None of it. I, I don't. I don't understand how any of it's possible. Gigantic, just huge, but. Yeah, we shall see. All right, well, that's the episode for this week. Um, yeah. If you want to oh, catch me, oh. you can catch me at. Oh, I was going to say, Sydney what just sent me a text. Let me see. Breaking news, <laughs> which could be by the time you're listening to this, it could be a completely different world. But she said that uh, Twitter could break as soon as tonight. Uh, oh, nice. According to an inside source, the internal version of the Twitter app used by employees is already slowing down. Oh boy, that's beautiful. All right, well, Damn. if you want to catch me, you can it's catch me at a, a, a futuristically defunct site. Uh, <laughs> wherever you catch this <laughs> podcast, you may not catch it in the same place tomorrow. Uh, you can catch me at yeah. T Money Bags on Instagram and maybe Twitter. And I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. And I would love, well, depending on where things are by the time we record the next episode, I'd love a nice little, like, in memoriam for what we had. Because I have spent a lot of time of my life on Twitter. I just real quick, I, 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 I had it pretty much since 2009. I, I created the account. I didn't really do much on it. And then like around 2013, 2014, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start using this because I used to be on another side and the people there were kind of weird and stuff. Like, I don't want to do it. Anyway, I was on like Imager, which used Reddit. And then they, right. and then like some of the comments there, I was like, these are a little bit racist. I don't want to be here. And so I just switched over <laughs> to Twitter. And yeah. I've been there ever since. And it's been great. It's great for sports. It's great for movies. It's great for everything. And so if I it is like the started, end times. I feel like it? I started on Twitter around 2012, 2013. So it's probably about the same time. Yeah. Um, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. So, so, but I, I feel like I, I didn't get in my groove on Twitter until like. 2015 or 2016 where i like mm-hmm. was seeing things i wanted to see and was like consistently having a good time with it but yeah yeah like man. following the right people and yeah if it is yeah. the end I, I definitely would love a uh 
you know, what is it like a, a reunion episode of of it, and where they discuss how the season went. And be like, well, yeah, what was your favorite meme? What was your favorite day? On <laughs> right. Like, was it when you find out that Drake had a child? That's like, all <laughs> and um, people figured out who it was. When yeah, was exactly. Yeah, and the sleuthing, or you know, when certain people got COVID in certain times. That those were great days. <laughs> yeah. And so and had visual um, trouble breathing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like you know th- those kind of days, I, I th- those will be in my memories forever. So um, yeah. I'm hoping that it's still there when we record again. But if it's not, I think that's what'll be on the docket for next time. Yeah, for sure. But um, that's the episode this week. We'll catch you uh, as usual. Stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you in two weeks. Later. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>